Welcome back to Purity for Purpose podcast channel. And this recording is dealing with confidence in God or faith in God slash faith without works is dead. I hope this message encourages you. And I pray that what God taught me, I pray that I convey that message to lift you up, to encourage you and share God's wisdom and knowledge with you. So you as a believer can continue to grow in the love of God because he requires his children to prosper to grow spiritually God bless you God loves you and so do I Today, I'm going to read from James chapter 2, starting with verses 13, and I'm going to read to... Twenty-one. Okay, for he shall have judgment without mercy that have showed no mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not works? Can it save him? That's the focus. 14. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? Here are the examples that are given in the book of James. For instance, verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? So it's saying here that you see somebody that's naked or homeless, right? You know there's a need. And you say, you tell them, go depart in peace. But they're still hungry. They still have no clothes on their body. How is that profiting? How is that beneficial to that person in need? Right? And then verses 17 reads, Even so faith... If it has not works, is dead being alone. Now, from my experience, oftentimes I believe than not, this scripture was 
always pertaining to action, and indeed it is action. It's going to show forth the verb, but it's a little twist that, not even a twist, a spiritual knowledge that God gave me what he was saying to to me, and I thank God for confirming it from a man of God on that I was watching on television the other day. A lot of, oh, well, I've heard from my experience when this is scripture is used, it's always seemed to be used with monetary things, right? So, so when I would hear that scripture, it would always um, be applied to, um, uh, how can I put it? It always seemingly, even so faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. So being at a particular church for so long, they would always attribute that scripture for you to either uh, do something that they wanted done, um, that they wanted you to do, or whether it's uh, give an offering or... uh, uh, working in the ministry or, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Okay. But, but the constant emphasis of the same thing over and over that you will begin to think that God only meant this scripture for that reason. But I like when he goes and talk about Abraham after this, and I'm going to continue to read to hopefully I'll, um, the Holy Spirit help me get the point across what God taught me about this scripture. Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. Now, once again, they would always say, okay, if you believe God, uh, you'll do this, you'll do that. And God would always give me this scripture. I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? What does this mean? I, at the time I was paying my tithes, giving an offering. What, why do you keep showing me this scripture, God? Why, what is you saying, saying to me? Because once again, we oh well why was brought up on my experiences when this scripture was read, read it was about seemingly it was applied to only monetary things such as offerings and tithes or or with with the with the person on the pulpit seemingly wanted the congregation to do okay they will use it some people oh, I'm gonna just be for, forthcoming here almost as a manipulation tactic and then when it was preached it was as it was it was taught as like out of um, discipline it was like more of a disciplinary action if you don't have work faith your works you're dead you know but if you continue to read it gives you a better revelatory knowledge it says verse 19 thou believest that there is one god Thou does well. The devils also believe in triple. So if we believe in God, this is it right here. If we believe in God, because why would he see? He's not talking about monetary right here. Now, don't misinterpret to me. Interpret me is God. 
in the scriptures in the Old Testament, it talks about tithes and offering. I participate in that because I want to give to God. I want his kingdom to be built up. Okay. But it's interesting enough. It says here, 19, thou believest that there is one God. Thou does well. The devils also believe in trouble. So the devil know there is one God. He believes it in trouble, tremble as well. So you're believing in God. So you say, how are you going to show that you believe in God? Let's go to 20. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Or do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he was offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar. See, thou have faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect. So, when, when, when God gave me the scripture over, and he was giving it to me this over and over repeatedly for, uh, uh, seemingly for years. And then he began, he gave me the revelation hook, hit me. Faith without works is dead. How I say I can believe God and when times get rough, I don't continue to do what he say. See, it's more of a spiritual thing. It's more of a, a it's more of you being committed. It's consistency with God no matter what. He said, it's good for you to say that it's good for you to believe in God. And excuse me, but so what? So does the devil. How are you going to prove that you believe in God? You're going to believe in God by doing any, anything that you want to do in your life. Opposed to doing what he requires of you as his child. So how do you say you believe in a God that you can't follow his instructions or obey his directions? The devils believe in God too. And they tremble at it, at the fact of him. You say you believe in God, but you can't do what he says. That's what he means. Faith that our works is dead. In other words, I'm going to say it like this. Talk is cheap. We can say with our mouth. That's what, what, you know, the word lip service. People give God lip service, but in their hearts, they're not committed to him. And that's what consistency comes in. And that's what God was revealing to me about my life in certain areas. You don't throw in a towel because things get complicated or difficult or challenging. You know, at some point we have to grow up as Christians. We have to be on meat. Right? And then, and this is, this is what I also like to reiterate as a believer, because the church, one of the past experience is that is when you went through the indication of messages was as if you were being punished or as if you're, do, you're out of the will of God. And that's not truth. Sometimes yes, it's because you're out of the will of God. Sometimes you're in the perfect will of God. But as you listen to previous recordings, as, as on this earth, we're going to experience challenges. We're going to experience pains. 
But we can get through it with Christ Jesus. But faith in our works are dead. And I say that to you who may be a babe in Christ or who may be, who may been, say they've been a Christian for 15, 20 years, but you still find yourself in the same situations. There's, there's, it's like you're, there's no growth. And what I mean by growth, I'm not talking about financial growth. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual, like that your relationship with God. Do a self-evaluation through the word of God. See if you're implementing what God tells us to as his children. Because you could say you believe God, but to, I'm just putting my own words. Talk is cheap. Are you going to cuss out that person who cut in front of you? Yes, you didn't like it. Yes, it wasn't right. And yes, they were in the wrong. I understand we make mistakes at times. But if it's a consistent thing, maybe we'll do a self-evaluation. God, how do I control my anger? Because the Bible says we'll be gentle. Right? God really changes you. He, he, he changes your perspective or, or just not lashing out your thoughts, the wicked thoughts that you may have as a Christian. Do I do what the word says? Do I cast down every thought and every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ? Or do I continue to ponder on those wicked thoughts? Do I let them, do I let them grow in my mind instead of bringing them in subjection like the word of God teaches me? If I believe God, do I not believe his word is powerful enough to help me get to the next devil? Do I believe his word enough to look, to implement what he says? Do I believe in the word of God when he says, love thy neighbor and, and love thy neighbor means not just the person that live next door to you. It means an individual who has a need. And I'm so glad I heard that the other day because some people take the scriptures and they don't have any spiritual disarmament. And I'm not saying don't be nice to your neighbors, obviously, but God gives you wisdom on who, who to, who to help and when to help. Because sometimes God sends judgment to people to get their attention, just like he did you. They're no different from you. They're no different. They're not different from you. If God's going to discipline you, what makes you think he's not going to discipline them? It's up to them to choose to follow his instructions. But getting back to that, will you obey God's word? Will you help that person that God's telling you to help, that you know he's telling you to help? Not the one who wants to manipulate the scriptures for their benefit. And that's what I mean by when I would hear this scripture, it was always seemingly for the need of the person that was using the scripture for their benefit. It had nothing to do with my spiritual growth, in other words. It had nothing to do with me submitting my life and my, my will and, 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 and following the scriptures for God. They wanted me to follow the scriptures for themselves. And not just me, the, the congregation itself. So ultimately, God has taught me 
This scriptures, if you believe me, do what I say. Do what I say. He has it. See the script. The Bible is here for a reason. It's it's instructions. It's, it, it it guides us. It's re, it reproves us. It also rebukes us, which is a form of correction. It teaches us how we should behave as His children. That's when He says, "Set apart, holy." You set apart for God. I know the world gonna say do different things. I was watching somebody was making mockery out of which the world's supposed to do that. That's their job. But but you as a believer. Are you going to walk halfway or in between? You can't walk in between. It's either or. And when you in it, you're committed to it no matter what, as Job was. That's a perfect example. I know people use Job all the time because he's in the Bible and he went through a lot of things that he did no sin, he did no wrong. However, it lets me know in the process of him going through He was a human being. He questioned God. He wanted to know what was going on. But literally, he know he was giving God honor to Satan. Because Satan said, oh, you're giving him everything he wants. Of course, he's going to worship you. So, so David and, excuse me, yeah, David too. But Job and Joseph, if you listen to the story or read the story, and, and 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 realize all the turmoil that they went through, their heart still was committed to God. Their hearts was committed to God. I'm pretty sure they was walking around uh, uh, on cloud nine 24 seven. They were probably, they probably got saddened and depressed, but they knew who they hope relied in. Just like if you read the scriptures, it was plenty of times they called on God. Why are they trying to kill me? The prophets. Why are they after me? Because you're doing the work of the Lord. You're doing God's work and that's what faith, faith will keep you going. So faith without works is you still doing God's work no matter what. You still live according to God's scriptures no matter what. You still obey His word no matter what. And that's what God taught me what that scripture means. Because if you continue to read, what is this? Because he would give me this too. I'm gonna go. He would give me a, a 410 of James. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law. So these see that example right there? He's talking about don't speak evil of your brethren. But people, Christians do this all the time. But if you love me, you say you believe in me, why you don't follow this this concept or this directive? And I love when a man or a woman said about gossip and stuff, all that. It, it, it's a form of, um, what do I want to say? When you're talking about people, it's, it's like you're, it's, it's something that it does in the atmosphere. And I remember scientists 
or somebody was teaching that your words have power, meaning that when you speak certain things, there's like an energy or a wave of, cause it's sound, right? It's a wave that goes. Oh, they gave, okay. I re- thank you. Holy spirit. It was, it was a, a science project that was done. I think it was dealing with plants. Okay. They would nurture the plant or speak, excuse me, they would speak to the plant. And a plant they didn't speak to died. And the plant that they would talk to, it was more flourishing. So they did the same thing, like the water treatment or whatever. So they're there so scientists uh, they came, they sang the words, right? Your words affect people. Of course, the word has this thing, positive word. You speak positively, which I said, is nothing wrong with that. But it's like, it's not the word of scripture. It's not powerful as the Bible is. It's good to speak positive opposed to negative any day. But don't get it twisted with God's word and the power. The word of God is living and alive. It sets captives free. It delivers people, you know, because, um, 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 you know, people have their different rituals that they that they attend to, to get rid of evil spirits or bad things. But can you, when you go through those things, you believe, because that's your faith, you believe this action is going to get rid of bad things from happening to you, right? That's their faith in that thing. That's when they make that thing their God. And God is not pleased with that, right? I still believe in the most high God, despite of what I go through, right? Because he's my God. But a lot of people believe in certain activities, certain rituals that they do, the ward off evil spirits or whatnot. That's what they believe. But still bad happens to us all. It's, it's in the Bible. It's in the scriptures. And that is faith without works. The action here is that you still obey. That's the action. You still love, you still kind. You don't turn your back on God. You're faithful to God. You're still loyal to God. That's the action. You continue to follow his directives or his commandments or what he says, his principles. You still do them. That's the action. That is the faith that thought works are dead. Yes, you can apply it to other areas in your life. Oh, if I, if I want to be a teacher, I got to go to school. So your works is you going to school to do the grades, to graduate, to get the degree and take tests that those are the actions of, I'm going to be a teacher. I believe I'm going to be a teacher. That's the faith. My works is me doing the necessary tools that I need to do to accomplish that goal. And they use the scripture for that too, because it can apply for that in people's life. It, it does. But in, but this, this, my brothers and sisters, that passage of scripture, let's go to 23, back to James chapter 2. And the scriptures were fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that you see then how 
that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Only. Likewise also was Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messages and had sent them out another way. So her actions was that she believed who these men of God were, so she hid them. And she was a prostitute. But God honored her whole household because of her faith. Twenty-six. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So they go hand in hand. So I, it's not enough for me saying that I believe God, basically, because you got a lot of people who believe God in God, but they still live unrighteously. They still do what they want to do without remorse. They still say they believe in God and have not once picked up a Bible. And that's why you hear some people, you know, they still believe when they were going to, to glory because they say they believe God. Or they, the new thing is, I believe in a higher power. That's what they say. For some reason, people, well, we know why, do not want to give God glory. But my point being is, plenty of, like, like unfortunately, like you see on the television when they, um, when they, uh, or movies, when they downplay God's people or people be saying that they're believers, but they say, oh, I'm going to go kill somebody on, on the on act, and they have this big old cross. That's why the cross doesn't represent your lifestyle or relationship with the Lord. But um, they have crosses on and things like that. And, and they literally doing all kind of things under the sun that is totally opposite of what God requires of his children. Totally the opposite. And that's a shame because it's like it's making, a, I guess I would say it was, it's like it's making a mockery out of God. God, I'm going to kill this person. Forgive me. It's different when it's self-defense. It's, it's not premeditated or anything like that. But it's just weird how, and then they all, they all have Christian movies. But I understand because we live that we live a certain lifestyle. You know, we fall short. So that's that's their storyline. But some of it be, is really, they be cussing like sailors. And some of these supposedly Christian movies. Horrible, 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 horrible. But they know God. They believe in God. But do they know him? And how do you get to know him like Jesus? You get to know Jesus through the fellowship of his suffering. So when you suffer, you still stand on the precepts of God. You still walk. You still believe. You still honor. That's the works. Hallelujah. So that's what God gave me. And I love the way this man put it. I forgot his name. But he he said this. Faith is... You live the way God asks us to live. No matter what. Because he was reading from Hebrews 11. And he was describing that. 
you know, how the scripture of now faith is. Living convictions in our daily lives. That's what that's what faith is. Faith through our works as a believer. Even though things are not going your way, you still loving the Lord. When things are going in your way, you still loving the Lord. When a little bit is going your way, you still loving the Lord. And then I heard the the lady, uh, what's her name? The lady Joyce Meyer says something like, "When you're able to do that, that's you're, you're being you're maturing. You're maturing in your walk with Christ, and that's a good thing. So that's faith that our works are dead. You can say you believe God all you want with your mouth." But if you keep doing the same thing, if you keep plotting plots, being mis, mis- uh, what's the right word? Being, I don't want to say mischievous, being vindictive, you wake up in the morning plotting to do wrong, you know it's wrong. That's, I don't know what God you say you believe in. Because if you believe God, you don't act a certain way. And if you do, then you know who your God is. God, Satan. Simple as that. Simple. But in this case, I'm talking to believers. So I, I pray that you're in courage today. That faith without works is indeed dead. Because what is the profit you say you believe God and you live in any kind of way you want to live? You still doing it your way. How, how's that profiting your relationship? How's that profiting you? Because usually the Bible says when you reap to the flesh, when you sow to the flesh, you reap death. We sow to the spirit, we reap life. So it's the same thing with faith. When you have that faith walk in Christ and that maturity, believe in God and his word and walking in and standing and living in and breathing in it and, and, and having a contact, conduct like he requests. Like he said, don't speak evil of your brother. And it's a plethora of things like this in the Bible for, for Christians to, to conduct themselves and in and, and, and a godly manner, which is, which is kindness, is love, is not backbiting. It's not being a murderer. So, so it's just so it's it's so interesting how God covers all aspects of our lives. Once you get into the scripture, he he covers what? Of course, getting to know him, learning the precepts, the commandments. All right? He talks about relationships, wisdom, knowledge, children, marriages, brothers and sisters in the church, how, how we all should behave with one another. He covers, he's so perfect, he covers every aspect. 
And that is an awesome God. So I think that's all for the moment regarding faith without works is dead. Because indeed, if you have no works, now it's not saying that you earn salvation by works. It's saying that you're going to follow God's word if you believe his word, if you believe in him, basically. And then in order to believe in him and accept him, it's through his son, Jesus Christ. Because guess what? His word said he gave Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. So if you don't believe that, then you ain't believing what God says. Yes, I said ain't. You're not believing. You can't believe part of the word, even though you may not understand it. But the main point is to believe his son. And most of us who we do, in the beginning, we we believe him, we accept him, we believe him in our hearts, and we confess with our mouths. But then when those trials hit, it's another story. But I'm encouraging you today, keep the course, keep pressing on, keep studying, keep reading. Even if you don't understand it, just keep reading. God will give you revelatory knowledge because he's there to help you. So be blessed today. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that something was said and done to encourage you today. And also for the person who may not know Christ as their personal Savior, who may want to get to know God, who happened to stumble on this podcast channel, Purity for Purpose. I would like to introduce you and invite you to know the Savior who died on the cross for your sins, who may be struggling in areas of their life and want to change and don't know how to change. I can tell you that the Savior, Jesus Christ, can change you if you but believe. Stand on those scriptures for St. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Roman says, If you believe with your mouth, but excuse me, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, thou shalt be saved. Meaning that if you believe that he died for you, he shed his blood for you to have eternal life. Like Nicodemus asked, how can one be saved or reborn? Does he enter his mother's womb a second time? Jesus tells him no. If you believe today, That this loving God allowed his son to die on the cross for your hangups, for your sins, for all your ungodly deeds that you committed. Repent to the Father and ask Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to take over your life. Some of you are tired today. Of doing the same old, same old thing. And God created purpose in you. 
ask him to take over. Repent means to change from. You want to change your ways, but we can't do it without Christ Jesus. So today I invite you to this wonderful Savior who loves you today. Just like the children of Israel, they went through things and other examples in the Bible. But God is a loving God that he makes of a way of an escape for those who choose to believe he loves you today. I invite you to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And I pray that you find a full gospel church that will minister the word of God to your hearts. Hallelujah. Ask God to lead you. Read your Bible. You could start with the four gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because sometimes you don't know what to read when you become a a Christian, a baby Christian, a, a newborn Christian. But I, I, I compel you to read the Bible. Even if you don't understand it, God will give you understanding. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. If read, you could read it out loud. Read it in your heart. Read, put it in your spirit. Like the world says or the saying says, you are what you eat. It's the same thing spiritually. We are what we eat. We eat the word of God. So I pray that you ask God after you ask him for forgiveness, God, can you please forgive me of my sins that I committed unto you? Every ungodly deed in the son, he forgive you because Jesus' blood washes away. You ask him to take over your life and you believe it. The Bible says you shall be saved. Go tell somebody you're saved, you're born again today. And guess what else? The angels are in heaven are rejoicing over your soul. Hallelujah. Over one soul, the Bible says, the angels rejoice over. To God be the glory. And if you happen to ask God, Christ Jesus, to take over your life, welcome to the Christian family today. Welcome, and I decree and declare, declare growth and all the promises that God belongs to you, including the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The evidence is speaking in tongues. Lord, I thank and I praise you for moving on people today. The listener, the believer, the backslider, and my brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you. Amen.